Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we are about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? Welcome back to the Awaken Podcast. We are back up and we are rolling. And this is going to be a pretty great episode to kickstart things because the guest that I am bringing on today is one that I've been trying to get on the show for about a year now. And I'm super excited to be getting her on today. Um, it's going to be powerful, powerful stuff. So, little update just before we dive in. There's been a lot going on in the Together We Ascend team and community. Um, we got the academy up and going. That's been getting off the ground. We've been putting together a lot of content. And that's kind of where the focus has been for this past few months. So that's one of the reasons why the podcast hasn't been as consistent as I'd like it to be. Now, do know that moving forward, things are about to change. The Awakening Podcast is coming to you every week moving forward, guys. That's the intention that I've set because I know this is something that I need to be bringing through. I absolutely love having these interviews, these conversations, and having you guys in here with me at the live streams has been awesome. So do know that... The new plan is to get this thing going again once a week. Currently, the time is set for Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern if you want to join us for the live stream. And then, of course, the replays are always, be, always made available on all the different podcast feeds. So I'll shoot links to all for those down in the description below if you're here with me in the live stream. Um, but then, of course, you can always check out togetherwithsn.com forward slash awaken if you want to check out any of the past episodes. So... Let's dive into today's episode because, like I said, this guest is one that I'm ready to bring on. She, um, quick backstory, I first found out about Lori Ivy about a year ago when I stumbled upon the Guide to Ascension Facebook group. And that's a Facebook group that she founded that's absolutely booming, has, I believe, over 20,000 members in it. And that was actually one of the first groups that I saw that was so successful in bringing together a strong community of, I want to say, awakened souls. I'm not a big fan of the word awakened, but I think you guys know what I mean when I say the spiritual community, the, the community of individuals that are seeking to bring light and love into this world. That group was probably the first one I saw doing this and doing it at the scale that they were doing it at and that was an inspiration for me because in that moment I started to realize what could be possible for a group like this and I don't know if she realizes how much of an inspiration this has served for me in growing this community. Since then I've connected with a few other communities of the sort but that was definitely the first one so it's, uh, it's incredible to have experienced that and to, to see that group and be a part of it. Um, go ahead and check out that Guide to Ascension Facebook group if you're not a part of it already. You want to be. 
that took me into, uh, to, of course, content- contacting Lori because I saw she was the founder. I had to get to know who was behind this amazing group, stumbled upon her profile, and from there, the rest is history. Lori's putting out some amazing content frequently. I think she posts like two, three times a day. Um, and you just got to go check out her profile as well because she has amassed an amazing tribe, amazing following of, I believe, over 25,000 people on Facebook, which is huge for Facebook. And um, there's a reason for that. She's putting out some amazing content. And the thing that probably interests me most about it, and this is something we're definitely going to have to dive in for into today, is the activations she is bringing through in her live stream content. So I'm ready to talk to her. I think you guys are ready to see her too. I'm going to bring her on. Let's see. I can feel the energy is coming through. That's Lori's soul about to enter. Oh, there it is. Hello. Lori, <laughs> welcome to Hi, the Brian. show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and being willing to, to come just spread your light with us. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am so grateful for the opportunity and the invitation. And it's it's a, a very exciting time to be alive and to be a human and to be activated in this conscious awareness and sharing all this love and light with everyone. So I appreciate all the work you're doing and, you know, as part of the mission here and sharing your love and light. So it, it's wonderful that we get to align today. Yes, 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 yes. And Making it perhaps even more exciting was the anticipation of having to wait to get you on because I think what I probably first contacted you, I think it was about a year ago, um, and it's it's been you know a slow build up of anticipation. We've kind of come together every so often, saying we're going to do it, we're going to set it up, but we're here now and it's finally about to go down. Yes, today's the day. <laughs> there you go. So, um, you know, before we even get into it, I, I want to give you a quick thank you because I don't think you really realize or can even know yet that you, um, you have played a bigger part in my journey than you probably realize because I was just bringing it up on the, uh, the intro there. I don't know if you were, you were yet in the chat room, but the Guide to Ascension Facebook group was... I believe the first Facebook group that I saw that was so successful at amassing a, a tribe of beautiful, conscious, high-vibing souls. And when I saw that, just doors of, of possibility started opening up in my mind. It started to become, I, I looked at that group and I saw what this group, this Facebook group, uh, community, the Ascenders Facebook community could become. And it was just really reaffirming to, to know that, you know, there's so many people out there on Facebook that are, are looking to connect with other people and speak to, to some of the things that we speak to. So I want you, I want to thank you for that inspiration. Um, it, it really has played a, a, a big part in my, my journey. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, that's the beauty of, doing what we feel is right in our heart. And I was inspired in the same kind of way. I was in a very large group um, when I first got activated in 2016 as in the second or in the a different spectrum of activating. And I was connecting with people on this open heart, uh, you know, mindful way that I had never done before. And um, I was 
for some reason blocked out of the group one day and I got this activation, this download in my mind to create that space for myself. I was so inspired by that group that I thought, I'm just going to create a community on my own page, my own profile. I'm not going to start any groups yet. I'm just going to open up my Facebook page to public and just start sharing content. And it took off from there. I mean, in the first quarter of 2016, I had 325 friends. And within nine months, there were over 20,000 people. And then, I mean, it happened so fast. And then I started creating groups and pages and becoming, you know, editors on other pages. And I saw how fast the light spreads. I saw how fast mindfulness and love spreads. And so, yeah, we're all inspiring one another on here. And I, I'm so excited that you brought that up and we're talking about it today because it means so much. Um, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do all of this is because when I got activated really strongly and I, I didn't have anyone around me and I craved that sense of community of confirmation and synchronicity. And the more I realized like I want to just spread what I feel within me so that others don't feel as alone or they or that they just understand that someone gets them to some degree and that that was my driving motivation from the very beginning. Mm, I love it. And it totally lines up with everything that I stand for. It always, always comes back for me to community, to tribe, to connection. Um, the energy is contagious. It just, it has this way of attracting people, people who, who aren't yet even sure of what it is that they like about it. They just are going to naturally gravitate to that high vibing, positive, loving energy. And it just spreads out into this world. So I always come to, to think of it as we're, we're just these beacons for light. And the more that we put that out there into this world, the more it's going to spread. And it just it has this, I always like to say that it has this ripple effect that goes beyond what we can even imagine. And oh, yeah. that's, that's how powerful we are. <laughs> so that is how powerful we are. It's, it's really incredible, you know, like, the thoughts we think about ourselves and others sets that frequency through the ether. It's not just about what happens internally, you know, it's this beautiful thing. And yeah, it's, uh, it's really incredible. And, you know, one of the things that um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that just uh, came into my mind was talking about, um, you know, when I started sharing, I feel in the pool to share myself, and, um, you know, talking about, you know, as a contact ET first, before the healing spectrum got activated, I was all about DNA activations up front and, you know, talking about all this stuff that was coming in. And um, I, I went through the motions of overcoming the fear of judgment mm -hmm. from others and uh, just kept sharing it and kept sharing it because every comment Every share, every message where someone says, oh, you understand me. I don't feel alone now. That is what it's about. I mean, I can talk about some stuff that can could be pretty out there for people. And I have people sometimes will say, I don't know what you're right. And 
that's what it all boils down to. Like you say, like the light shines the way because it's where what we feel instinctively versus letting our minds start to break it down and analyze things. And that's the power of love. The light shines the brightest and like a moth to a flame, you know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that. And it's that I, um, one thing that I, I try to stay rooted in, and it's a challenge at times, you mentioned the fear of judgment. I think that's something we can definitely explore a little bit more because I can definitely see um, in this, in this space, there's a lot of people that's suppressing themselves, suppressing their truth because of the, ultimately the fear of judgment. And it's again, something that I definitely have to deal with sometimes too. Um, one of the things I, I try to, to integrate is that, you know, our only responsibility is to be our truth and to line up with, with what feels right, what feels good, what feels true to us. How people respond to that, the reactions that we are met, perhaps the skepticism that we are met by, that's, that's not within our responsibility or our control. And that's not something that we should be too fixated on because in being so focused on how other people are, are receiving it or responding to it, that can trigger that, that fear of judgment and concern around, you know, well, what are people thinking about me? And that I find has this way of suppressing us. Um, so what I really want to, to, to do for myself, again, it's, it's about integrating this more and more myself and then encouraging others to do so for themselves as well is, you know, be your truth in the face of it all. And I think your story is the perfect example of how powerful that can be because you mentioned the, uh, the group exploded. It was, you said 20,000 people. How many thousand in the first nine months? It, on my personal profile, that happened, and I think we're. I think now we're at about thirty to thirty-one thousand on my personal profile, and then I, I had a, a different group, and I uh, shifted out of that one and created a different group, and so you know the numbers have staggered here and there, and the pages, you know, and it's if you go to my profile you can see a list of all the amazing pages that i work with and some of the pages i create and other people help me with those as well and i just i love having a space to share and create and that's what's been the greatest gift of all of this is just continuing to sh shine our light even if someone doesn't understand because really judgment is a lack of understanding to some degree within ourselves. And so what I, what I suggest is that if someone comes at you with judgment or, um, you know, questioning, encourage that, you know, allow them that space and say, yes, that's right. Use discernment, you know, mm. find out for yourself, you know, believe me if you want to or not, like, and I think that that sets a different frequency for people to go, oh, okay, and, you know. And and I I heard someone else say that once, and and I think it's a really great thing. It's like, yeah, good question things, like get inside of yourself and want to know like how to connect and mm -hmm. just all of the amazing things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. I think the big difference between how you are approaching that in in what you just said with you know inviting people in to to check in with themselves and how like, use discernment that's a, that's a great way of putting it um is 
you're not coming to the table and saying, this is how it is. This is what you need to believe in. This is the truth, right? Rather, you're yeah. directing them inward. And I think that's the, that's the difference between someone that is claiming to, to have all the answers, which nobody does, and someone that's <laughs> looking to guide someone to their authentic, to their higher selves. And that's, that's I think, perhaps the greatest thing that we can do for anyone, to direct them inward, to let them know that the only, the greatest guidance we can ever give them is to trust their own internal guidance. Now, there, of course, is little bits and pieces to unfolding the layers that get in between us and, and that space within us that is knowing, that is safe, that is secure. But um, I, I, I do totally respect the approach of, you know, just encouraging others to use discernment and, and trust in themselves that I think is super important. Yeah, definitely. Energetic responsibility, you know, it's all necessary within our own selves to see what resonates. Because for me, I know like there have been times throughout this process where things where I would like kind of look at things like, oh, I don't know about that. And then later come back around full circle. So I find that it's easier for, you know, to be mindful and open and take everything with a grain of salt and get within and listen because that's where it all is. And I find when we get out of the business of telling people what to do and just lead by example, by our own truth, that that sets a greater frequency of just shining our own individual light. Mm. And that, that is the greatest thing for me. I mean, I realized, like, I, I think I spent a lot of, I feel like I spent a lot of years um, pointing things out and telling people things about themselves and myself when, and it didn't really get received well, mm -hmm. you know, often. And then I realized, oh, I had to turn that inwards and shine my own light outwardly. And then everything changed. People like I was attracting people of that vibration versus constantly hitting mental roadblocks with the programming that we all have within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the difference between like this. I think this pushing, right? We're this this pushing energy that goes outward that I feel like can be a little bit exhausting at times, rather than again just coming into the space of I'm going to shift my personal frequency, and I think that's perhaps. The, ultimately the, the greatest thing that we can do for others even, I'm going to come into the space of being my truth, shifting my own personal frequency and let that be what creates impact and creates that ripple effect that we mentioned. And I've, I'm seeing it for myself too. The more that I make that the, the focus um, opposed to being so outward focused and so focused on what's happening on the surface. How are people taking it? What, what sort of reactions am I getting? It goes back to the point that I wanted to make earlier was the more we, we make that, we shift into that focus and that space of trusting our own selves. Then the results tend to, you know, the outward results, those tend to just start to, to manifest so naturally. And that's kind of what the example of your, your Facebook page blowing up, uh, I was bringing that up for is that I've seen it myself too. And I know it because I know when I'm in that space and I know when I'm not. And when I'm in that space of inner alignment, opposed to being so focused on the outward. Um, it's interesting mm -hmm. because 
the results that I do want to see, that I know I do want to see uh, in my outward reality, those, those just start to flow so much more naturally. So it happens when you're not trying so hard to make it happen and you're just starting with what's going on internally. Does that, does that resonate? Oh, it's like the number one thing that each human must realize <laughs> is that everything comes in in the present moment. And, you know, I think to expect ourselves to be in that state all the time is just not, you know, I mean, it's really about recognizing that the ebbs and flows of life, situations and different people, because it's not just about floating around in our own program. We interact with other humans and then therefore we take on their, you know, so there's this whole thing. It's like, yeah. It's just realizing that when the outside world is there for us to engage in, that's why we're here to build and create. And it's about not taking it all so personally hmm. and listening within, because that really is where the inspiration comes from. I find that if I'm getting myself in a swirl, that that's the programming that I need to slow down, pause ground and come back full circle. And Sometimes I can do that in nanoseconds, and then sometimes it takes days or months, you know, depending on what is going on. I mean, you, for me, like, I thought, wow, I'm really at a good, like, good place, and my consciousness and everything is just so, like, unicorns and rainbows, and then all of a sudden, something comes <laughs> up, and it's like, whoa, how did I get back in this place, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And so mindful, mindfully listening within self-care rituals, that, that is the main thing is the self-care ritual that anything that we do to love ourselves where we can like unplug is so important. That is the recharge time and it's necessary. It's when we can take the armor off and just like, you know, really let ourselves go and, listen to what we want to listen to in here and then create what we want to as well. And quiet time, solitude is really important for those things also. And that doesn't mean like going in a room and shutting the door, like going to the beach by yourself or going on a walk by yourself. You can be around other people and still be in that meditative sacred space. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, you kind of got into it there. And I wanted to ask you kind of what does that look like for you, that self-care I think a big point um, I just want to kind of reiterate there is, you know, that's, that can look different for, for everyone. And that can look different at different times. Um, I see something happening with, with many people that are very growth-oriented, um, myself included. I, it always starts with being, being, going through it myself. And it's that we sometimes make self-care a chore almost where we – take all these practices and um, things that we think we should be doing to take care of ourselves, right? And, you know, they might be really important things even. They, they might even be beneficial things. But one thing that I've seen happen is being so, so putting this pressure on ourselves to do these self-care things that it almost becomes this, this, you know, this ironically a, a, a contradiction in itself where it doesn't feel like you're actually caring for yourself at that point. And it, um, 
I think is a really important point to bring up that self-care should feel good. And so it's not something to put pressure on yourself to do. It's something that you, you mentioned, you know, you go, you can, you can make this something where you go on the beach rather than feeling like, oh, I'm supposed to be meditating. I'm supposed to be reading. I'm supposed to let yourself have those moments that, that feel good, that feel light. Now, um, like I said, I, I'm curious to hear kind of what, uh, what does that typically look like for you? How do you, how do you take care of yourself? Well, I've recently got into this new, um, like, excuse me, I'm having a lot of throat chakra activations while we're talking, so Let's I've been like trying not up. to cough. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, lately I have been really, well, I say lately, in the last several months, I've really gotten a lot more dialed in to stretching. Um, I was starting to curl up into a ball in my body, literally. Mm -hmm. uh, my shoulders and everything, my neck, it was starting to pull my head and my neck and face. I was really going through it in my body. And so I kept hearing that full throttle tapping in my brain telling me to get involved in yoga or stretching or something. And so one of the most important things that I am doing for myself at this point is sitting on the floor. When you sit on the floor versus sitting in furniture, you will automatically get yourself comfortable on the floor. Like it just happens automatically. And I find when I sit on the floor versus sitting on furniture, I stretch and I roll around just like a child would um, because that's our natural essence, to, uh, you know, and that helps to ground out energy. So I'm all about sitting on the floor now. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really big thing. Stretching is really huge. Um, I love to take showers or baths and just ground out energy that way and nurture myself with good food and listen in to awesome music. And I have started taking time. Like I, I, I haven't been one that sits in the Lotus and closes my eyes and goes off into this meditative state. It's something that I do with mostly with my eyes open and at any time, meditation is a state of mind. It's going back to that zero center gravity of the human with its channel. And so just practicing clearing the mind. I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed an hour early or I'll just go lay down in the bed and just close my eyes sometimes and just listen and watch and just see what comes in. Just write something down lately I've been feeling inspired to grab a pen and a piece of paper and just write thoughts down and it's anything that nurtures the soul that we can unplug from the daily routine and just love ourselves up and whatever that weighs and sometimes that means I curl up and go cry out something I'm feeling or I just give myself the space to pout you know I mean like we are still human and our cosmic activated astral selves. And I find that self-care ritual is so important to allow ourselves to feel things when they come in. It's not just always about feeling good. We have to nurture ourselves through the things that don't so we can come back full circle to that, that gravity center of our field, of our energy field. And so being gentle to ourselves and our own thought processes, I mean, that's the biggest self-care ritual there is, creating the reality that we want in here for the outside. Mm. So those are some of the things I do. 
some amazing examples. How about yourself? Thank you for asking. You know, I was actually just thinking about this slightly um, recently. Um, in, these, in these conversations on the podcast, I like to go for a very conversational flow, um, just casual conversation. Um, but I realized one of the things that kind of unfolds because it's, you know, it's an interview is I don't get asked questions back ever. Very, very rarely does I get, do I get a question asked back because, you know, typically how interviews unfold is question, the guest answers, question, the guest answers. So I do appreciate you, uh, you asking me. Uh, it gives me a chance to answer a question. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that you brought up are, are things that I'm also involved with. Um, I think the, perhaps the, the one that comes to mind and it's been the most important for me, well, it's a collection, actually. It's a collection of different things, is my morning routine. My morning routine for the last few months, at least, has, has been so sacred for me. It's been so important, so sacred. Yes. I call it my daily priming. So one thing that I suggest to everyone is your first hour of your day is yours no matter what you don't you make sure that you take that first hour for you because if you do you will show up so much so much more powerfully in everything that you do for everybody else so my suggestion is whatever you need to whatever time you need to wake up People say, oh, well, I have to go to work. Well, just wake up an hour earlier and get that hour in. <laughs> because that uh -huh. hour can be what sets you up for success, for winning for the entire day. Prepares you for, you know, it sets that tone for, for the rest of the day. So my first hour looks something like this. And the other thing I'll say is I also make it a what do I need thing. That's kind of one of the questions that came to, uh, that flowed through when you were talking, um, you said, you know, it's self-care is about nourishing yourself, right? So the, the question that, that comes through to me when, when I hear you say that is, it's in asking, what does my soul need right here, right now? What do I want right now? So some days that's going to look different for me in that first hour. Some days, you know, I, I need something different. Perfect example. So I have my routine that I'll, I'll get to in a sec, but perfect example. Two days ago, I woke up 5 a.m. rather than do a sitting down meditation, which is part of what I usually do in that first hour. I'm like, I want to listen to some music. And here I was at 5 a.m. in the morning with some music on, dancing in my studio apartment that I'm renting <laughs> with my, my girlfriend. She's in the bed right in front of me sleeping. And I'm just dancing to music. <laughs> and that's what I needed on that day. And I felt so good. That, that was one of the, that's, that morning was probably one of my best feeling mornings in, in the longest time. Um, so it really is for me, what do I want? What do I need in that first hour to, to prime myself? To, to feel good and just raise my frequency. Um, but again, there's, there's a typical flow too that, that usually pans out and it looks something like this. First thing is about 10 to 15 minutes of what I call bioenergetics, which is kind of just a, a fancy way of saying stretching mixed in with deep breathing, moving the body, getting the energy to flow. Again, just very free flowing, just whatever I feel like my body wants to do, I do. Bioenergetics. After that, once I feel a little energized, a little bit mobile, um, I usually go into to at least half an hour of meditation, um, inward time, 
just usually you know you 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 mentioned something interesting although i probably won't dive too deep into it it's the the meditation with your eyes open sometimes i feel like that's that's needed to connect outward to connect with what's around mm-hmm. us um but i make sure that i have at least some time in that morning to to go inward and that's where i do my my 30 minutes of meditation or so and then the last thing that i do that probably a little bit new to some people so i know most people are, a lot people know that it should be stretching or stretching's beneficial and meditation's beneficial one practice that i don't hear much people talking about and has been really really powerful for me is what i call stream of consciousness writing so what i do is i pull up a a note app and i do a lot of writing for my my facebook page but in this moment it's not about crafting this amazing um piece of art that I'm going to go post onto Facebook. Rather, this stream of consciousness practice is just watching what's occurring in my mind, observing everything that's occurring and writing everything that I hear. And if that sounds like gibberish, let it be gibberish. But that practice, I honestly it's one you just got to do and feel for yourself because it's amazing some of the clarity and uh awareness that that has come through in that um i just open myself up to watch put no pressure on myself to make in anything in particular which i think we often do when we try to to write and to create as as people putting out a message no this is this is about taking that pressure off and just letting it flow and it's unbelievable some of the some of the um clarity that i've connected to because of just simply taking the pressure off and just watching what was happening in my mind and then after that mm-hmm. after that hour it's game time i'm ready i'm feeling good it's time to get to to <laughs> to the mission that's that's where it usually goes from there yeah that's awesome i love that yeah you know i i agree with you 100% about that um that morning ritual like and i i've had those thoughts too like um hearing the excuse of well but i get up at this time already and it's like really like getting in the routine of getting up that extra hour it may take a couple of days but the results are phenomenal because that time is yummy you know like to go in and make a cup of tea and have a hot shower and sit and just listen to music or write like you say <coughs> excuse me my throat chakras going it's off again it's happening um, <laughs> and um it really assists with grounding the energy out it's not thinking about what i have to do at the office or on my way to work or on my way to the gym or any of that stuff it's just that personal yummy time and it and it get, makes such a huge difference in the restorative energy that we actually have for the entire day. I actually um noticed something. I automatically was getting up in the 4 o'clock hour for months. And I realized that waking up either before or with the sun there's something totally different with rising with the photons of the sun versus waking up when the sun is already up. Mm. I have a completely different feel for the entire day. If I wake up at 8 or 9 o'clock, I can get a lot more tired later. 
If I wake up between five and six or four and six Mm -hmm. and ride the photons in, it's like a completely different thing. Now we're programmed to feel that if we wake up that early, we're not going to have enough energy in the day because maybe we have to do it like every now and then. Mm -hmm. But when there's a routine, when the body and the mind and the, the brain is used to waking up like that, it's like it expects it in this like really medicinal way for the body it's it's really amazing i love it Mm, so when you wake up it's still dark but it's kind of sunrise coming up as you're as you're getting up sort of thing for the most part sometimes i'll sleep in it just depends on what's going on in the ether or how late you know i'm not i don't stay up too late at night but yes i prefer waking up before the sun's up or as the sun is rising hands down it's much more of a creative flow i feel i when um the six o'clock hour is a really cool majestic hour i'll channel some really cool um feelings during that hour that's really different and the five o'clock is really cool too so i highly suggest doing that even if it's just on the weekends like when we think we want to sleep in more or you know just we don't have to do everything all at once so Taking the time to try different things out is how we find our niches. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good point too, right? It's experimenting, seeing what seeing what works for you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, definitely, I think um, my experience has been when when I wake up on those at those early hours, right before the sun comes up. Um, I I personally love that. And again, that's not even to say that that that's going to be what everyone's going to enjoy and and up the the you know their their best with. But I think the the big point is why not give it a shot and see see how it works for you, right? Yeah. Um, the totally. like you like you said, there's there's a lot of programming that goes on that leads us, and I think this is a perfect kind of segue into to a, a bigger topic too. Even is that we have these these program beliefs around how things are, and that can very much kind of have a, a influence and shape our experience of things. Now if we put aside those beliefs and open up, be open-minded, that's a word that gets tossed around a lot, but how often are we truly willing to, to say, you know, I'm going to, to be completely open to something being completely contradictory to my previous belief system and allow for whatever to unfold, to unfold, you know, in the way that it would naturally, rather than, letting my beliefs kind of shape and influence that experience. And I think that's where we get into the conversation that I've been wanting to have with you because I know it's a topic that we are both um, very much into these days. I saw that you posted a couple of videos lately and it's the reprogramming, reprogramming of the mind. I'm just going to let you flow. What, what comes through when you think of reprogramming <laughs> of the mind and your thoughts? Yeah, it's something that I have been in tune with for a while now. Um, Our programming, our thought processes, and really it's about recognizing that our belief system is based off of influence of the past. And whatever we choose to believe is what we have internally made an agreement with, whether we realize it or not. Anything that we were told as a child, which a lot of it, I'll speak from my own personal experience, I don't remember a lot of it. 
Um, and so I, there's a lot of things that, you know, happens to us that we don't remember that is programming. So really, instead of like looking at the past, and all of that, it's about looking in the present moment and thinking or feeling, okay, like if something comes up that doesn't feel good, whether it's a negative thought about ourselves, about someone else, or what, or even something, whatever that is, that's a moment to pause because if it's from fear and pain, it's from a memory. Hmm. Inspiration, that channel flow, when you talk about your morning ritual is getting up and just letting the flow come through. That's from the channel. That's from inspiration. And so I realized that the programming and how we operate on a daily basis is from the subconscious mind. And we get to program that because it's programmed already, right? That's the difference. When we look within ourselves, we get to see the programming from a different vision. And so we get to see the outside world in this whole new light, the veil gets removed layer after layer after layer and it can be a traumatic thing sometimes but it's glorious overall because we get into our authentic selves and then we get to realize that we get to steer the wheel of our programming <clears throat> and the other thing is too is that our thought processes come in from programming and we're really listening most of the time we're listening to the channeled thoughts that are coming in from either inspiration or memory, which is fear from the past. And we get Sorry, to make Lauren, an agreement. I'm just going to get you to rewind a second there because it got a little bit choppy. Um, you said okay. we get to, um, I think you said, observe or take it from yes. you get to realize that, that we're, we're, we're in control of our programming. Yes, we are. We are in control of our programming because of the agreements we make right. with the things we see in the outside world, the things that people tell us on the outside world. And then, of course, all of the beings and our guides and all of the thoughts that come in either from inspiration, which is the channel, or comes from the programmed past. And so that's really our two pipelines of creation. We can agree to inspirational thoughts from the channel, which come in to assist us on our path and our journey, or we get to continue to make agreements of cycling things from the past that keep coming up. And a lot of time it can come from uh, embedded DNA, things from our ancestors, and even a passerbyer. I feel like I hear, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of thoughts coming in and I feel like I'm of a pretty high mind. I generate high thoughts. And there are times when things come into my mind about myself and other people and things that are not in my spectrum. They don't resonate with my vibration. However, they're still there because there are different entities and beings and other people. We pick up telepathy and thoughts from other people. So when we realize that we don't have to make an agreement to anything that comes into our mind, when we're listening, we get to choose to make those agreements. And so that's part of our programming. And it's just recognizing that, whoa, that thought, that doesn't resonate with me. I don't agree with that. Or, ooh, I like that inspiration. I'm going to write that down because I agree with that. And that's the beautiful thing. That is self-mastery. That is the power of choice. 
in this human spectrum, we are here in this experience, and we have the freedom to steer the wheel of choices, choices of thoughts that come in, and other people's thoughts too. Because when we meet someone and they tell us their thoughts and what they think about something, we can either make an agreement with what they're saying or not attach to it at all. That is the number one thing that assists humans in this life to enjoy this experience better, hmm. is realizing that we don't have to take everything personally. We get to program our minds how we want. I mean, think about it. It's just like having a dog that is a conditioned believer, a knower. Humans are the same way. We have children. We are children. We are conditioned to believe this, believe that. And it's the same thing. We train dogs <clears throat> or animals with a reward system. Mm -hmm. If you do good, you get a treat. We encourage that good behavior. But if you do something we think is wrong, then you go and time out. And it's the same thing as when we're children. Just because our parents told us things from their point of view doesn't mean that we have to agree to that. The way our parents treated us based on their own program doesn't mean that we have to agree to that. And so when we turn the outside world off for a little bit, even if it's just a few moments a day, got to get that channel open and moving, we get to realize that, oh, we get to control the programming, just like with the TV and the news and the radio and anything online, anything in a newspaper, in a book, anything anyone says, it's all based on perception. It's all based on perception, seeing the reality of others through our own perception, you know. So we create our internal world through our programming, and we are so influential as humans, we walk around influencing each other all day long, and it's a huge responsibility. I feel as though it's a huge responsibility in how we interact with our coworkers, how we treat our spouses, how we treat our children. It's all about our own internal programming and the influence that we're having on other people's minds. Like, it's a big deal, you know? Like, it's really, like... That's been the biggest eye-opener for me is the power of our own influence. Mm. And I think when we become responsible of our own influence, that means we're being mindful of ourselves. And that's a game changer. Mm. So much, so much power and potency in everything that you've just shared. Um, you know, one thing I just want to pick out that I, I particularly like is your use of the phrase, we get to, we get to. And I think that's such a, such an important thing to begin your sentences with and the ways that you think and the way that you speak to yourself. I get to, because what that does there is puts the power into your hands. I'm the one in control. Yeah. I'm the one with the power to, and this is a gift to me. You become the person that yeah. not only is, recognizing that we have the gift of control the gift of creative powers in our hands here you become grateful for that and then again you take control for that over that and it's it's a flip of a switch the moment that you you start thinking in terms of 
I get to do this. I get to control this. I get to be this and take that power back into your hands rather than where I think a lot of people put it. And it's in those, those external circumstances into those past events. And when you come back into that driver's seat, I think one of the, the big realizations that, that we can make, and you, you brought this up, is, you know, everything is, is a function of our programming, right? Our programming is the, the filter, I would say, through which we perceive the world. Everything that we perceive, everything that we feel is, is passing through this, this, this filter and this process of our internal programming. And that's, that includes our thoughts, right? So that pick and choose kind of mentality, it's something that I think, um, you know, we, 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 we know that we can, we can think, we know that thinking good thoughts make us feel good. We know that thinking bad thoughts don't make us feel good. But yet we can succumb to these bad thoughts and get stuck in these, these pattern ways of thinking because we, we become identified, I think, with them. And being that we start to believe that this is who I am, this is how I think, these are my thoughts, it's hard, I think, at times to break free from them because it becomes this, this am I lying to myself to think otherwise? If I'm trying to feed in the good thought of, let's say, I'm confident, right? And I, I'm trying to cultivate confidence. So I'm like, okay, I want to cultivate confidence. I know that I can, I can, I'm being told here that I can cultivate confidence by saying I'm confident, right? And feeding that thought. But I think where a lot of people get stuck is that they aren't able to convince themselves that they are confident because their past shows otherwise. Their past experiences, their past emotions, their past programs want to tell them otherwise, want to say, no, you, you weren't confident in these situations. You haven't been confident in your past. How could you be confident if this is who you were? This is who you are. There's no lying to myself. And so I think the big thing that we can do here is that is, is first in that realization that we don't have to accept these old programs and that's all they really are. They're programs and identifications that we can choose and we don't have to choose those old programs because the way in which we truly transform ourselves is saying, this is outdated. I want an upgrade. I want an upgraded new system, an upgraded new program. <laughs> and because this no longer lines up with what I want my future to be, the way that it came through recently, and actually you, you, another, another um, thing that you, you were um, helpful in, in catalyzing for me was um, you posted a, a video of Joe Dispenza a few weeks ago, I think, and it was a, a meditation. I absolutely love him. Um, and I think he said it like this. Um, I've been listening to that meditation, by the way. <laughs> it's you got the choice and you actually, there's parallels into what you're saying here. It's, you can think in the past, right? Which is that, that old programming. Use your past to define how you think now and define your belief system based on the past. You can keep thinking in the past or you can look into the future, create this vision in your mind of what do I want to be? What do I want to feel? What do I want my reality to look like? And begin to program yourself for that. If you want to feel confident, 
the question that I think he brought up was, what would it be like to feel confident? What would it be like to feel healthy? What would it be like to feel in love? And using that, what would it be like, that, that envisioning of the future to reshape how you feel in the now, choosing that feeling right now rather than just being in that, that old pattern way of thinking and feeling, that's, that's the moment you say, I'm going to choose that because I want that and I no longer want this. You take back that control and you get to choose to feel that way. I think that's what reprogramming is all about. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to actually bring up Dr. Joe Dispenza as well because one of the things also that is important to realize, I love his book, Becoming Supernatural. I reference that book often. And one of the things that I recognize and what he writes about as well is that it's not just about our thought processes, that our body, the molecular structure, is programmed to react to the thoughts which create feeling and vice versa. So the body builds a chemical response to memory that we attach feeling to. The subconscious mind doesn't understand feeling. That's the human. It, it I call it the mind, mind's file. It programs everything in there to pull back up, which then we set in action through our body through feeling. And so when we are removing or adding new programming in, we have to recognize that the body has to go through the process of reprogramming also because that solar plexus gets triggered a lot. You know, that anxiety feeling hits us right in the gut and things like that and fear. Well, because that's the molecular chemical response to the programming. So I was going through this fight or flight thing recently for months and I was just constantly getting triggered constantly and I'm pretty good at pre-programming in here, and I was just not able to move past it. And so during my visit in Lafayette, Louisiana, I was having some cognitive reframing done with Danielle. She's amazing there. And one of the things I realized is that um, I this fight or flight thing, and it's because I was, instead of not reacting, not agreeing to the things that were coming through my mind that were triggering me, I was constantly working to reprogram it, constantly thinking the opposite and saying, no, that's not the way I feel. So finally, I got to the point where I, instead of like reprogramming something, I would just stop the chemical reaction in my body and literally say in my mind, I'm not reacting to this. And boom, my body energy would come back down. I'm not reacting to this. So I was allowing my body to go through the transition with me. And it takes time. Some things are deeply programmed in there. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, then we get to make all this space for all the inspirational stuff. So the body goes through the reprogramming. The mind goes through the reprogramming. And it's so easy. Like, it's really simple. Like what I've come to recognize in my own mind and my brain and my programming is that the brain, we are so simple. Like we really don't have to like really try to do anything. I will literally tell my brain what to do and it'll start doing it for me automatically. Like the next day or something, I'll say, whoa, I started doing that thing automatically. So just talking to the brain, creating the neuro pathways, the circuitry, like 
Danielle, during our, um, during that cognitive reframing, she told me to um, design an island, what my island would look like. And so I started doing that, and I still do it. I think about the trees, the fruit I'll grow there, uh, the kind of people, the consciousness that would be there, just, you know, creating these neuropathways of pull, pulling in what I want, as if I already I go and visit island and I see these people there and I have these feelings there because really like all we have to do is tell it what we want and it'll start pulling it in for us in these amazing creative ways and through inspiration it's like oh I see I want that well then all of a sudden the inspiration will come in of what we need to do to make that happen and it just takes the human going, oh, okay, this is what I can do to achieve that goal that I've created. And then it's up to the individual to put that momentum behind it. Because it's like we can think things in here mm. all day, but I, there, there is a level of engagement that creates that reprogramming that we want to in the physical, as above, so below. We, we, it's, it, we can't, it, it, to create the outward reality, we have to engage internally and outwardly. It's about the momentum, the energetic momentum. I'm really, really glad that you brought up the, the thoughts and the feelings and the connections between the two because, and you, you mentioned, it's, it's, this is happening on a, a physiological level. I, I think that's important to bring up because, um, you know, sometimes... You know, it's just it's just supporting what we what we we know with with a little bit of you know hardcore evidence to to just deepen into that that awareness. Now, the feeling you mentioned is a bodily reaction, right? That's that's not just happening in in the mind. That's that's happening through through your being, through your body, your entire being, and recognizing that these feelings reside there I think opens up a whole spectrum for higher awareness because you start to see it's just it's just understanding what these these feelings are so that you can you can play with them and you can reprogram right so what you're saying is that that reprogramming process is in not just seeing what's happening up in here but feeling into the the feeling response in your body that occurs in in relation to these 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 programs and these patterns and it's interesting because you're speaking to to something that i've started to to practice myself and i i've known from experience how important this is is when you catch that that feeling you come into awareness of that feeling right you you have that thought it can be difficult sometimes to, I'm not going to think this way. I'm not going to think this way. I have a thought. I'm not going to think this way, right? And you become, there becomes this like internal battle in your mind of how you're, you're being pulled by your, the, the patterns you're being pulled into thinking. And then, you know, even the thought that's saying, I, I, I don't want to think this way. I want to think higher frequency thoughts. But then what I've noticed is if you leave it at that, it can be difficult because, of that feeling aspect of the programming. And if you don't watch what's occurring on that level, it can be difficult to reprogram because you're not really seeing the entire program. You're only seeing the thought, but you're not seeing the feeling response. So what I'm suggesting here and what I, I think, um, what I'm getting from, from what you shared as well is when you observe the feeling response that you are having to these thoughts, 
that's when you can start to kind of allow for the this aspect of the the experience the feeling to kind of settle right you you said the moment you said i'm not going to respond to this thought rather than trying to combat it with the other thought of i'm not going to i'm going to think this instead first observed how you were feeling and said i'm not going to respond to this and that kind of cut that 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 program um cut that cycle of feeling the way that you did in response to those thoughts and then i think we can start to integrate those higher frequency thoughts and start to cultivate in our bodies a a higher frequency after we've observed what's occurring on that feeling <clears throat> level so i think that's that's a really really um important thing that you brought up um okay so i don't want to uh kind of switch gears here cuz uh there's a question that i that kind of just popped in my mind and i i wanted to ask it um earlier on in the conversation but i let things flow um you know you mentioned how some of the things that you talk about can can be a little bit out there for people right and some people can can look at that and and just <laughs> i think you know where this is going um we like to get pretty crazy in the ascenders community especially over these last six months um i um you know i'll i'll, I'll bring it back to this quickly and it's six months ago you know actually i think Yeah, I w- I wanted to tell you about this. Um it's a bit of a story, so I won't get into the details of it, but another thing that you kind of triggered or or played a part in triggering was when I first started coming across your content. This was actually among the the first first little phase of hearing about this term DNA activations. Okay? So you were probably one of the first people I heard talking about DNA activations. Now, that stirred up a little bit of uh intrigue in me and I I started to to look into things and if I'm not mistaken it was in looking up that that sort of topic and area of of um discussion activation that led into me um landing upon some stuff you know i'm going to make it quick cuz i know who i'm talking to um and i know what what the tribe is all about these days so that led into me <laughs> landing on a page that triggered a connection with the extraterrestrial race called the arcarians which i'm sure you've heard of um that's the short version okay the very first time i ever felt any sort of connection with a higher dimensional race occurred as after following this kind of cascade of events of finding about DNA activations looking into it and that led into a pretty um pretty tangible um connection and contact with with a a higher being that's a short version we're not going to dive too deep into it today but i just want you to know that you played another part in that um now <laughs> kind of where i want this to go just cuz this is what I'm all about let's let's get crazy um you know so <laughs> some of the stuff that you talk about people say i'm sure you're you're met with skepticism and about 6 months ago when when this a little over 6 months when this first happened to me and i shared it publicly um <clears throat> i was i was met with a little bit of skepticism as well not a little bit a lot of bit of skepticism um i want to hear about some of that i want to hear about what are some of the stuff that 
you come through with that some people just can't get. Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's a broad spectrum. Uh, we can talk about DNA activations um, on a cellular level of what we can do uh, that happens to us all around us. Um, and then we can go all the way to the contactee cosmic stuff that's happening, the ascension process. And the first thing that comes up, um, one of the first things that I started getting into when I got activated um, is epigenetics. And epigenetics talks a lot about, it's all about DNA and how our, the environment of our DNA um, shifts based on our own environment. So DNA activation, cellular DNA regenerative processes come from many different things. And the number one thing is our thought process. We activate ourselves to higher realms through our thought processes. We're creating a higher vibrational environment for our cells, the electrons and protons and all of the things in our body. You can read uh, about neuroscience. You can get, really dive into epigenetics. The food that we eat, the environment we live in, the thoughts that we think all create a shifting environment for our DNA. And, <clears throat> and there just so happens to be this lovely cosmic ascension taking place. Um, interdimensionally within our universe here as a human beings on planet earth. And <clears throat> it is a co-created assisted ascension that is taking place. And it's coming from the cosmic winds, the sun, um, the planetary alignments, the galactic forces that are around us all the time. Um, we are all you know, going through this process one way or the other, the frequency of this planet is shifting to higher vibrations. And that means that the humans are as well. Now we are affected greatly by the moon. The moon pulls on the ocean tides. Our body is made up of almost purely water. Therefore we are affected by each change as well. So anything that happens galactically, if there's a solar flare, there's solar winds, or whatever we want to call those streams of energy that come in, it's activating us at a higher frequency. And so there are lots of us talking about it all over the Internet. Uh, you can go through the last several years on my Facebook feed and read the comments and see that it's happening all over the world. And that has been the biggest um, driving force for me to continue to talk about and share the mission that we are on here is that we are not the only beings and some of us are elevated in our connection with as being a contactee with different ET spectrums <clears throat> and so uh, I was activated for the first time in 2013 that I, 2000 2013 was a big one. 2005, there was a little thing that happened I didn't realize. And then in 2013 in July, I began seeing 333 and 911 on the clock. And I instinctively began modern, monitoring these algorithm of number codes that I was being shown on the clock. And I started to be able to gauge the rhythm of my life and what was happening around me according to these 
what I call binary codes of consciousness. Each human has an algorithm, and each, it's all sorry, mathematics each and what? numbers. Each human has an algorithm. Our, our consciousness has a code. And when we're activated and we start seeing these numbers on the clock, it's because we are now being activated into a higher frequency to pick up these codes. And so it's all divinely planned out. Each person is activated in their own spectrum. And then we can do things within ourselves to reach, to connect to that frequency as well. And so um, I began activating again, or I was activated in 2013. And then at the beginning in the first quarter of 2016, right after I got sober and cleaned up my life in huge ways, I got activated as a contactee. And I started, um, it happened so fast. I started getting all these physical feelings and these like energetic feelings, bubbles inside of my body, all this new consciousness and these new feelings were flowing in. And I was just, I was starting to get more awareness of the ET, the galactic spectrum of reality. And it's just completely grown from that, you know, um, almost on a daily basis. There is something going on within my body and in my brain. I feel physical activations and energy on a daily basis. And it has grown significantly since 2016. I have definitely gone through the spectrum. For the first year and a few months, I it was strictly my vessel was being upgraded, physically feeling the activations beaming in my body, um, and instinctively, I knew that my DNA was being activated, upgraded in some way. And, um, <clears throat> and then in the summer of 2017 is when I then integrated with my avatar and the channeling started. And then I realized that I was a healer and not just a human alien girl, you know, um, <laughs> that there was this greater, bigger purpose going on in my life. And so, you know, I've been integrating both of these spectrums, which are the same, but totally different. Both being um, the for healer. For the last few years. Both being. Right. The healer and. Mm -hmm. The light language. Yeah. Both being in the light language healing energy spectrum. And then as a contactee. Okay. It, it, that, that, that there's a couple of different programs of fields that I go through. And while everything's all interconnected, it definitely has sort of like categories or different programs, um, you know, that I experience on a daily basis. Okay, interesting. Okay, so let's see where where do we want to take this? I'm so glad that we're we're diving into this. This is this is gonna get fun. Yeah, it's uh, it already has. Um, okay, so I guess the first thing is you're you're saying I was activated in 2013, 2016, and you you kind of um, explained the um, what's what's happening there when when you you described it as such. Now, what is I guess. I think there's people on that that brink of of being activated and are receiving activations and receiving upgrades, but they're not in that that state of awareness where they're they're recognizing it for for that. And I think one of the most important things we can do is open up to receive, open up 
to receive an upgrade and an activation, a in higher guidance. Now, that of course entails that we're we're able to 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 feel into these things and observe what's what's happening on this level. Now, I kind of want to just hear you speak to like how do we come into awareness of what's what's happening? Maybe even just get into what did you notice when this first started happening for you? How did how did you know that? this this was planning out did it was there was there some sort of instant experience that really triggered things for you that you you knew like this this is i'm being activated here where where did you come into that awareness yeah well you know um things started happening little by little just little bitty things like getting kicked out of that group and opening my profile and then noticing that all of a sudden there were people that were like asking me to be friends and liking my posts and sharing the things I was talking about. And it was all like in the love and light spectrum at first. And then things started to evolve more and more. Um, I instinctively started feeling new interest in new things. I think that is the biggest clue. Like, all of a sudden, all this like inspirational stuff started coming in, these new awarenesses and like the things I was thinking about wasn't necessarily matching up to my old reality anymore. Mm. I started feeling this big shift in the way that I saw the outside world and how I was engaging with it. And while internally starting to feel things differently within, and it can really, it can feel like you're losing your mind. Like, I'll go, I call it, you know, a lot of us call it going down the rabbit hole, the spiral down into really diving in mm. to look at ourselves. And then, you know, it can feel like this big swirl. And I think that if you or someone or myself, like starting to feel the feeling of wanting to be more isolated, wanting to be more introverted, that is a huge indication of a shift. And it'll start to happen naturally. Like that's, that's I think, one of the biggest things that I see a lot of people say is that all of a sudden, and it happened to me too, that the outside world, I started, it started changing so much. And the way I was feeling, I couldn't help but to move out of the spectrum in which I was in. <clears throat> I quit. I got out of the restaurant industry after 20 years. I stopped using drugs. I got sober. I completely changed my entire, I simplified my life. I got rid of like most of my belongings, basically activated to get reborn. It's like rebirth, mm. get stripped away of everything so that we can come back in. And that can be really overwhelming. That is the start of recognizing that there's a shift in consciousness taking place, that someone has now been activated. And usually the number sequences start right away. People start seeing 1111 on the clock. They start noticing synchronicities. That is the alignment. There's a shift in awareness. We're picking up on a reality that we didn't see before because the cosmic energy is raising our neurotransmitters in our bodies or molecular cells up to this higher frequency. So our brain is thinking differently and we're starting to see and feel all of our senses change. Like it's a total different shift and it happens so fast. I mean, it happened so 
fast for me. Like literally within a matter of a couple of months, my entire reality changed. I went back, I, I took off and started traveling around the United States for five months, living in a tent and like hitchhiking and telling people I was spreading the word of love and light. Like it was insane. <laughs> I've never wanted to do anything like that in my uh, life. And I realized it was my self mastery journey to strip myself away from my own fears, my own thought processes to get rid of all these material things that were just holding me back from really exploring my true nature. And then I started getting more and more, uh, cosmic alignments, more contactee stuff. I've got a lot of wild stories about the moon, seeing it in its authentic satellite self, not the disc that we see in the sky. Um, I have rainbow lightning, which is teleportation on video. And, you know, I've, I've actually finally had contact from the cloud traveler. So like I've had, and I've had witnesses, I've had witnesses to all of these things. And so um, that's what gives me strength. That's what pulls me back around full circle. It's like, whoa, whoa. Is as crazy as it can feel in here sometimes with all this, I remember the things that I've seen in the physical world that I've been shown. And there's not one thing that someone can tell me at this point that would change my mind because I witnessed these events and these mm. things that are going on. And so it's all boils down to listening within. If someone is telling you you're crazy, you might want to rethink it. Like it's time to like really look inside and not take on what someone else says just because they're not in that same spectrum of alignment. I mean, and the other thing is too, is I don't walk around talking to people about being an ET contactee and, and you know, like, so I use my own discernment mm -hmm. with my own energy and I feel as though online, through social media, it's a great way to put out content without having to take that personal reaction from people, you know, in the flesh all the time. It's what's built my own confidence. Mm -hmm. And it, I've, I've had to go through a lot of fears and I still sometimes feel fears of speaking truth about our authentic reality and being a healer and channeling all of these guides and avatars or whatever we want to call it, um, there's a set of fear that comes along with all of that too. And so it's just about going with what feels good. That instinct feeling, no matter what it is, we know that that is the true nature of who we are. And, um, and like I say, get online and do some research. There's a lot of people talking about this stuff. So it's not just you and I. You there know? you go. There you go. You know, it, yeah. that's, that's a, that was a big wake up call for me too. It's, uh, I think there's, a, there's, a, um, there's such, a, such a beautiful thing in going out there and connecting with others, you know, that you can relate to and that you – because that you will feel that support. That's that's my experience of it. I again, when I put out that video, I had friends and family that you know were close to me that thought it was crazy, right? I remember hearing the words, "I'm worried about you." But I also had a amazing, amazing group of people that contacted me and said, "I'm so glad that you did that. You just, you know, you just." 
helped me realize that I'm not the only one kind of thing. I'm, I'm glad to see you be courageous. And these are strangers at the time. And some of these strangers are in the stream right now with me and have grown into becoming family. Right. And that's, that's, that's important. I mean, there's so much I want to talk about with regards to what you shared, but I just want to really pull out that point that there's people out there that, that can relate to you, that you can connect with, that will support you. Um, but even, even more importantly than that is you got, you got to be your own support system by going within, as you've said, and, and be that through it all. And you say, you know, go with what feels good. Right. And, you know, I, I, I see it. I see it. Right. You trust yourself, trust what feels right. Trust what feels good. But there still tends to be some of those blocks that keep us from, from, really trusting in that so i mean that's that's a um a process i think of its own just stripping away those yes. layers um <clears throat> there's just so much there's so many different ang directions we can take this um i like stories i want to hear about stories um yeah that's 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 what where my curiosity lies right now um first story that comes to mind well, the most spect I mean, I've had a few, I've got like a, a handful of the most spectacular stories. And the one that is, that came in immediately was the day that my avatar integrated. What does that and mean? And I began channeling. So um, <clears throat> I was visiting Heather Weeks. Uh, she's amazing. And she's in Iowa. Um in the summer of 2017 and um, I went there to visit her and several people from Facebook and the surrounding area were going to travel in uh, we were going to do some energy stuff and um, the second day that I was there uh, and Heather is also activated in the ET contactee circuit as well we channel a lot of where her and I are very connected energetically in that way and um, uh, I was there, like I say, the second day, just getting integrated and oriented there. And uh, I was downstairs in the, uh, with someone, and her and I were talking, and I felt this pull to go outside. And so, and it just happened that no one else was at the house. Everyone else had gone into town for a bit, so it was her and I there. Uh, as soon as I walk outside, I saw a cloud, and we can talk about the cloud travelers in a little bit. Um, and anyway, I saw a cloud traveler there and this time it was a perfectly round cloud that you could see all the way around the sky underneath. And there was a hole and a perfect hole in the bottom of it. And they're generally flat bottom, dark colored on the bottom. They are dark colored clouds. And so I instinctively knew that that's what was going on. And I remember her and I went outside and I remember standing there and the cloud was so close. I kept telling her, I feel like I could just reach up and touch it. Like it was like the sky had been dropped down above us or something. Hmm. And she said, uh, the girl that was with me said, I, I feel like I can't stand up. And I was, and I instinctively told her just lay down on the ground. She was feeling this vibration that I wasn't feeling. It was different. <clears throat> and so the cloud is above me and I had this feeling to just put my hands up and turn around and twist. So the cloud started twisting above me 
And then nothing really happened at that moment. And I just instinctively told her, okay, let's get up. Let's, you know, get up. Let's go inside and go back downstairs and let's just lay down for a little bit. So we went back into the room where I was staying. And about that time, she gets curled up in a ball and she's talking about how her stomach hurts and she's just not feeling good. And then all of a sudden on the right side of my brain, I get this really powerful headache. Just all of a sudden I thought my brain was going to explode at one point. I was really starting to get nervous and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, oh my gosh. Well, then all of a sudden <clears throat> I started convulsing my legs and my arms and I started shaking and I started like my my bottom was still on the bed uncontrollably and she like turns around and looks at me you know and she's on the ET circuit too so she didn't like freak out or anything I mean we were all there for a reason you know mm -hmm. but of course it's like what's going on and I'm like mm -hmm. what's going on and so I cut my body's like coming up off the bed I'm swirling around wildly and I I, I just know to trust instinctively I I just new it's a feeling like we think we fear these things because of what we're shown on tv and i feel like in some not that it doesn't show fear but instinctively it's it's been very peaceful this entire time and so for the most part <laughs> it's a little wild for my human sometimes you know mm -hmm. um and so um, Heather got back from town i guess and she came downstairs and she saw what was going on and was like whoa well, as I was going through these movements, my arms and legs started flailing all over the place. Um, I saw all of a sudden that I, in my channel, I was, I saw myself, it was very Native American. And I threw my arms out. I was kind of on stage or facing a huge crowd of people. I could feel it in my mind, you know. And I was awarded feathers. Like, I remember draping my arms like this on the inside, and it was a ceremony. I was Were you in like, a different vessel, or is it still Lori that you're seeing? Still, well, I'm, I, I, I'm seeing it First through person? my... I'm, yeah, I'm being shown a video, like a picture of what's happening. So my avatar, my higher self is come in and that day was awarded these feathers to like during the ceremony. And then I started doing all of this dancing. All of a sudden I popped up and I started going through different timelines of dance, which I thought was very good in like the 1920s and each timeline. And I don't do these dances, you know, and I started doing these different dances. And then that's when everything changed. Um, the integration process, I was, I've got some videos of the next day after where I'm just flailing around crazy. And, <clears throat> and so that's when I knew that life was not going to be the same anymore. I didn't even fly back to Florida where I was living. Everything changed. And so uh, I was integrating, trusting, not really knowing what was going on other than it was very Native American. It obviously... I was actually looking at it as like entity possession is what I was calling it at first. But then I came back around to realize that it was my avatar. It was my higher self. And the way it came into me was very unique. The way it happened, I still don't quite understand all of it. Um, and I don't need to, you know, I, I'm, I don't need to. And then it wasn't until um, a couple of months later when I moved to San Francisco 
And all of the sudden, as I'm, t I'm very expressive with my hands, and I started catching myself as I was talking, throwing up the, the magic mudra. And all the, I would be like, whoa, what's that? And then it started from there. I started doing different mudras. And, um, and so then I had some time to integrate through that. And then uh, a couple, several months later, it was on 1220 in 2017, the night before the 1221 gateway, when I got activated into this whole spectrum, I was shown that what the start of what kind of energy worker I am, what kind of healer I am, and it's grown since then. So I went through uh, many, many months of isolation and integration my, I had to go what I call like avatar boot camp. My body had to build up the energy to this. And so now we're much more, you know, much more unified in my channel. And the it's just been so mind-blowing since then. Everything has changed. And, um, you know, we are so powerful as human beings. This vessel that we are, you know, possessed in the host you know like our, our, our entity is in this host suit um is so phenomenal i have come to understand the body and to honor my temple even more now because we as human beings can heal ourselves um we don't need any other outside influence to do that and we can heal each other we can clear out energy that may be stuck in the body. We can do all these amazing things for one another. And going through the activation process of the upgrading of the body and the contact stuff has been phenomenal. However, this whole healing spectrum, the work that I see that I've been doing on myself and with others and the exchange I've had with other people has completely blown my mind it has completely blown me away sometimes I'm just so speechless like I'm even like the finding the words to truly explain it unless you witness it yourself is just really mind-blowing it's it's so phenomenal what we can do with our hands um, how we can control our energy and the longevity of this suit in our experience here and so that brings me around to talking about um, furthering that process um, in what I'm doing here in Mexico. I traveled to Jocotepec, which is just outside of Jalisco, Mexico, and <clears throat> I am doing a five-week structural integration certification course. Um, the Clarks, Gerald and Krista Clark are amazing. Um, the Gravity Body Academy is what I am, who I am doing the course through, and it's really phenomenal. It is different from massage. Um, it's different technique. Uh, generally, uh, the suggestion is to do a 10-session series per client, and what it does is, is that we use our hands and our arms and we can go through and do these techniques to open up and unwind stuck energy and tissue to open up the muscles to allow the spine to align properly. And actually it activates Kundalini. So it's this amazing 
body work. I mean, it's, it's basically a, a stretch further than yoga. Like it's someone doing the yoga on your body with their hands and then using yoga and stretching and other things uh, to maintain the structural work that takes place. Hmm. We just finished our fifth session this week. So we're uh, over halfway through the course now and it is really mind blowing. We are taking before and after pictures and just by moving the tissue of the body in specific ways, I have gained like two inches in height already, the feet, the legs, it's just phenomenal. And so using our hands um, with mindful intention and a clear space and open heart, we can do such amazing, amazing, amazing work. Like these are things that I'm seeing and feeling and experiencing that we see about in movies and we read about like miracle work that happens through energy and body changes and it's all around us because we are that living vessel we are that miracle energy body worker that every person can do and so as i'm here and i'm learning more i'm sharing more about what techniques we're learning here and i'm so excited to really get more involved because it's about empowering each other to take care of ourselves it's like, yes, I definitely want to have clients and we'll see clients, but the purpose is to get them where they want to be or at least on the path to getting there with empowering them to continue the self-healing. Hmm. Yeah, Lori, <laughs> I love everything that you're bringing through. I love everything that you, um, you're sharing and you know, you're, one of the things specifically about it is that you're, you're looking at all the different levels and all the different depths to, to just becoming more powerful, powerful beings. And when you say we are powerful as human beings, I think that's so important for us to realize that in these vessels, we are capable of so, so much. Yes. And there's so much to our our capability and potential that um, we can we can further explore and expand into. I think sometimes we can get caught in this um, in this way of thinking where the moment we realize that we aren't the body, we want to transcend it, right? We want to to be above it. We want to move into to higher realms, higher dimensions, right? And yes, that's that definitely a uh, has its place. That's definitely something that we can we can talk about and ascend into. But um, let's not let's not forget and let's not not tune into the power that we have in these vessels because we have come into this experience, this physical experience on this beautiful planet for a reason, and that's to to expand into what we're capable of doing. Um, in and out of our bodies. So I'm so glad that you, um, you're you diving into all depths of the conversation here. Um, and it's it's really important, I think, for us to, to you know, address things on the level of uh, what can we do on the physical as well as the spiritual, yeah. the mental, emotional, which I think we tuned into all of it today. Um, you know... I'm a little disappointed because I wish this conversation could keep going and it could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the one thing that's holding it back from doing so is that 
my phone is about to die. I'm at maybe like 15%. Actually, no, I'm going to take a quick second to, um, to lower the brightness. I might get paused there. Uh, maybe that'll squeeze me in a little bit longer. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I guess that, that might be a, uh, a sign that this needs to be coming to an end. Um, because I do want to fit in some time for, for the, uh, I'm getting some comments here saying, keep going, keep going. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't keep using my headphones and charge the phone at the same time or I'd have just pulled up the battery. But, um, it does look like we're going to have to to um, start to wrap things up. But one thing that will make me feel a little bit better about this all is, you know, we started going down the rabbit hole a little bit together here. And I feel like we're only you know, just a little bit into what we could get into. Um, I'm going to do this right here right now so that I have a witness audience if I get the yes. But Laurie, I'd absolutely love to have you back on the podcast uh, to dive deeper than we've in this episode here. What do you say coming back on sometime in the future? Yes, I would love that. Let's keep the conversation going, you know, and continue to create these dialogues and dive deeper and deeper into the simplicity of our being. Mm. I, I love that. I love that idea. I love that you use the word simplicity. That's, that's another important one that we, uh, I think we, we should come back to. It, it really can be simple. Is there anything that uh, you'd like to, to share with us about what you have going on, where we can find you? I'm going to definitely tag the, uh, the group got to Ascension in the, uh, in the description. Anything else that we should look into? Definitely your Facebook profile is a place that I think people need to, to be following you as well. Anything, anything else that you, uh, you'd like to direct our listeners to? Yes, yes, of course. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's my name, Lori Ivey, L-O-R-I-I-V-E-Y. And I've been casually posting things over a little over the last year, um, so mostly where I'm talking. And then I've been doing a lot of the channeling activation um, videos as well, where clear space and activate um, the chakras and things like that. And people have amazing results from watching those and have even started throwing mudras around and dancing around watching uh, the activations as well so definitely check me out on youtube there you go so let me just say ascenders this is um this is just a little bit of a taste of the sort of power that we can tune into um the conversation we got into here again address things on so many different dimensions and levels and i think it's important that we we observe what's going on at each of those levels right again what's happening at the level of mind at the feeling in the body and then we can tap into some of the the higher stuff as well but Again, I think the big, big message that I want to leave off here that Lori has done such an incredible job of sharing with us is in these human vessels, as human beings, we are so, so powerful. We have so much support around us. We have so much family around us, so much love around us. And the more we open up to this, the more that we channel this through, the greater we're all going to be and the more that we feel this collective ascension process that we're on so laurie i want to thank you with a lot from the bottom of my heart it's my deepest appreciation for all that you do for our collective and for coming on the show and sharing with us your light thank you for joining us on awaken 
Yes, thank you so much. I look forward to this. This has been phenomenal. Thank you so much, Brian, and all that you're doing. Keep shining your light. It's so bright. Senders, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of Awaken, and until next time, keep ascending.